Welcome to Big Button's podcast, On The Button. I know video is something that many want to talk about. It's clear from the questions that I get asked by clients and the popularity of the webinars and live events that we've run. I also know, though, that there's thousands of production companies in the UK that want to make a film for you and tell you about how great they are at making them. That's not what this podcast is all about, though. We're here to talk to experts about their experience of working with video, whether it be client-side talking about their most successful projects and failures, or industry experts talking about the latest thinking and best practice. The idea is, through listening to our regular podcast, you can keep up to date with the latest thinking and best practice in the world of video. We'll cover everything from video marketing to internal comms for both B2B and B2C organisations, talking about the best and latest techniques and strategies. Our first guest is Mark Cousins. He's head of marketing in Europe for card issuer processing platform Marketa. It was great to talk to Mark about um, how Marketa are using video what's working for them particularly well. We cover uh, customer advocacy, uh, which is something that we're working with a lot of clients on at the moment. Importantly, though, he talks about what he looks for in an agency and why that relationship is so important to the success of the content that he's making. So, Mark, thanks so much for joining us today on Big Button's first podcast. Uh, it's really good to have you here with me this morning. Obviously, uh, you're head of marketing in Europe for Marketa, which is a big deal. Can you just give me a little introduction as to who Marketa are? Yeah, so, so Mar- Marketa is a payment processor. What, what does a payment processor do? When you spend online or in, in a shop, uh, your transaction is routed via MasterCard or Visa, um, to, to, to your bank. We are the piece of software that essentially pulls that transaction from Visa and MasterCard into your bank and helps with the decisioning process as to whether or not that transaction should be approved or not. Um, so that's the, that's the fundamental thing. We do it in a different way though. Um, Marketa is a modern card processor and essentially that's all about um, access to our capability through a sandbox everything being real time and everything being connected via API. Obviously, what you do and what you've just explained to me about Marketa, it's, you know, it's quite complex, I guess, um, trying to explain that to someone. You know, how do you, how do you get around that? How, how do you explain what Marketa do to your customers in a, in a succinct way? You, you, you're right. So, to, to someone, especially, it's, it's, it's not a, a, an enlightening conversation at the dinner table. Um, <laughs> that, that's probably the first thing to say. Um, I think it depends whether you're in the industry or whether you're not in the industry. If, if you're in the industry, you kind of understand what it, a payment processor does. However, trying to get across the nuances of what how Marketa does it, because it's not what we do. It's, it's, it's about how we do it. And, and the how we do it is very important. So... You know, the, the access to the APIs, the fact that you can go into the sandbox and you can just play with the technology. These are all th- things that, you know, our industry has is, uh, is, is lagged behind, if you like. So it's how do you get this richness across and how do you do it in a compelling way? And, you know, video is one of those answers. Would I weigh right in saying that sometimes you're, you are communicating to uh, maybe those people that are developing and using your product on a daily basis, but also you might be talking to an FD who's making a decision as to whether they should invest in your technology or not. You're, yeah, you're absolutely right. And different audiences want to hear different things. 
um, and the level of technical technical sort of capability you drop down to in in those audiences um, has to be right. Otherwise, you just you just switch them off. So yeah, a commercial person um, versus a, a product manager versus a, a deep techie, um, they're all going to want slightly different messaging, and, and that has to be tailored for. And how important is it then when you're working with an agency? And this is you know this is feedback I get from my customers that. Um, the agency you're working with needs to understand that, you know, that that if they can understand that those nuances, then the content they're producing is obviously going to be better and also make make your life easier. Is is that the case for you? It's the case right across any any content we're producing, whether it's written mm. content, whether it's video content. Um, yeah, I tend to work with people that I've been working with for, for a long time. And the reason is because you invest a lot of time and effort up front to get um, to get you know, your creative partners, um, you know, aligned to what it is you do, you know, furnish them with the understanding so that when they are doing the job that they're doing for you, they're bring they're bringing that understanding into that 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 job. That's the danger. If you, if you just get someone who's got great credentials but they don't necessarily understand it, then you're not going to get you know the quality or the depth of work or the different thought processes or angles. Um, so yeah. It's, it's critical. I guess that, you know, again, I know agencies where, you know, it might be that you explain all of that to someone and then you never see that person again. And so the person working on that project on a day-to-day -day basis loses that understanding. Is that something you've experienced? Is that frustrating? Uh, yeah, it's, I mean, it's time, isn't it? And um, it's, time is something that uh, you can't get back and, and we're all up against. I mean, you know, one of the reasons I, I, I love working with you guys is I have absolutely no hesitation whatsoever just putting you in direct contact with the client and um, you running with it. So, you know, we might brief, agree the brief up front, but I know once I hand that brief over, um, yeah, I don't necessarily have to be involved. Um, so yeah, that's the level of, of trust that I'm looking for with the, the suppliers I work with. They're not suppliers. Everyone's a partner, as you know, <laughs> yeah, that, that, that's the relationship I have with you guys. It's the relationship I have with designers or copywriters. Um, but it, it's absolutely crucial for me in the way that I want to work. It's absolutely crucial. Great. So obviously you. Well, I've worked with you for for a long time now, um, and we've produced a lot of video content together. Um, why um, why do you choose to to use video? Why do you think that's um, that's a good way to communicate to your customers? I think it's video um, the, these days it's, it's it's about how you can get your proposition across in the most effective manner possible. Um, you know, Marketer, we use all sorts of mediums, but, you know, we're, we're all time starved. Um, I think we see, all seem to be in front of computers more than ever. So how you can get um, your, your message across with impact, it, um, you know, for me, video is the easiest way to do that. And I think the second thing is, is, is how you can tell your story or how you can um, work with your, your, your partners, your customers to, to help tell your story. Um, and for me, that's also where video is just so effective. Um, and I think, yeah, you, you, you get to see human reactions. If you see a quote on a testimonial uh, versus, you know, a, a quote that's in video or someone, you know, an advocate who's putting across your message in video, it's just so much more powerful. It's so much richer. Um, there's more emotion tied to it. 
Yeah, I guess it's more credible, isn't it? If you, you know, you're more likely to believe someone if you can see them. Pretty much as we've just said <laughs> on a podcast like this, we can't see each other. It's very strange when you, when you can see someone, you're much, you're much more likely. And we've spent millions of years evolving to read body language, right? And that that's gone if if you're just reading a, a quote in a PDF. Yeah, I, and I, I you yeah, know, that it's, it's 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 the immediacy of belief. I think that that, that you get. So someone's 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 saying that you you know you can empathise, you can connect, you can see the uh, you know whether they're just gesticulating, whether they're enthusiastic about it. Um, you know, all that comes across, which doesn't come across on just you know the written word off 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 you know off a page. You've you've kind of touched on it there. Customer advocacy obviously is is hugely popular at the moment, and it, and and I guess that's not just about you know a review from a customer. It's about changing the way the business um, treats its customers. It's really making everything customer focused. Uh, is that something that Marquette is looking at at the moment? Yeah, I mean that 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 is absolutely central to the Marquette proposition. So you know the Marquette proposition is all about empowering our customers. You know Marquette wants to sit in the background. So that's right from the start in terms of access to the sandbox. Um, you know, provide an email address and you've got access to the sandbox. You can check out our capability. You can play. You can build and you can model. Great. So on the customer advocacy side of things, then we you know we've made a couple of uh, customer testimonial films for you. Um, how do customers react when you ask them to get involved with something like that? I think, yeah, if if your product stands up for itself, and this is the first and first point, then and you don't you don't have to persuade people to do this. They're generally delighted to do it. So if you're giving people a great service, um, they're they're likely to be hugely responsive and appreciative of you know what you're doing, uh, which makes it very easy when you ask people to sort of just come on, say a couple of words, and talk about you know. What is it and how are they benefiting from from using Marketer? Great. And how do you find that your customers respond to to this content? I mean, how do you how do you measure success from this content? Success for us comes in a number of different ways. I mean, like all modern marketing functions, you've got all the KPIs and parameters be, be, behind there. Um, and you can see how, how people are engaging through it. Um, you know, we've obviously got content channels, uh, and we want to push relevant content channels, uh, content to those channels. And, and for us, video is a great way of doing that. It's just so easy to digest. Great, fantastic. So, and what are your, you know, obviously, again, we've we've produced quite a lot of content for you, um, and you know, we certainly enjoy doing that. Um, and we've worked all over Europe. Um, what is it you're looking for? You know, what are your challenges when it comes to video, especially when you are, you know, you're running marketing across Europe, there must be there must be issues around continuity and and just gathering this content. I think that, look, there's always a couple of challenges with video. I, I think I, ju- I just said that people were happy to stand in front of a video and and, and uh, when when they've had a positive experience. The flip side of that is that you know some of the people that we put in front of camera have never ne- never done it before. They are nervous. So I think um, the the other thing you know as a brand grows um, and you know. We're the European presence of a global brand. Yeah, it's that continuity. It's making sure that um, whatever we're doing uh, syncs uh, with, with with the you know, the, the, the wider brand. So, as far as tips, if you know, if there are others out there that maybe aren't quite as far down the line when it comes to to using video marketing. What tips would you give to to others? 
I think it's about really understanding what you want to get out of the, of, of the videos. So, um, you know, you're trying to illustrate your proposition, what elements of the proposition you're trying to illustrate and how do you best go about doing that? Um, and also to, to look at longevity. So, uh, you know, video or take, takes time. It, it can be expensive because it's, you know, it's, it's, you know, there's a lot of energy and effort that goes into it. So it's also about how you're going to utilize it going forwards. Um, making sure that you can, you know, you can turn it into a campaign, making sure that you can repurpose one video several times. So you, you may be able to get different views out of the video or cover different topics or break it down in almost into um, chapters, if you like, and then push it out through you know, your social media content channels. Yeah, absolutely. We are, we'll always recommend kind of breaking content down, you know, almost different creative for different audiences. You know, everyone that watches it probably wants to get something different out of it. You know, most of our clients now we're, we're kind of looking at obviously those objectives, the, the, the briefing sheet that we put to clients helps them, you know, understand the objectives of that film, tying that into the, um, the objectives of the business, then pulling out the key messages. We would almost recommend, I guess, producing a different film for each one of those key messages. Is that something you've got experience of? Yeah, I, I think like you've got different audiences, haven't you? So it's not just it's not it's it's different messages, different audiences. Um, so wh whether or not you, you know, you're trying to extract uh, information from a technical audience or a commercial lead, um, so I, I think that strategy absolutely is, is is the right thing to do. I think the the, the other thing with video I'd, I'd recommend is that people really think about. Um, their calendar across the year or marketers think about their calendar across the year. Um, because once you start on this video journey, you, you see the richness of the content and you, know, you, you sit there and you almost wish everything could be in uh, video formats if, if, if you like, but you don't, you're not always going to have necessarily the budget to be able to do it. So it's also planning ahead and thinking about how you can use video along with all your other different types of content so that you just don't have these, if you like, really isolated bursts. So you have a bit of continuity. So you're trying to release things in, in, a, in a structured and disciplined way. But video is always core and it's, um, you know, it's threaded in the channel. Absolutely. I mean, how do you feel? Obviously, as an agency, it's easy for me to call out how important it is to get experts involved. But, you know, how much of that is down to you and your team and how much do you call on kind of experts, whether it's in video or any other medium when it comes to you making decisions like that? It's a, it's a really interesting question, Simon. I, I think, you know, one of the things that the internet has done is, you know, you, you, you can quite easily get prices or quotes uh, left, right and center. And, you know, there always seems to be a range of prices as to what something should cost. Just because you've got, I don't know, Fiverr.com or whatever, and you know, you've got freelance a video producer on Fiverr.com saying he can do it for X, Y, Z. There's the usual. You, know, you, you can go down that route and you, know, you, you might not get um, the result that you've uh, you requested. And often you only get one chance with these things, especially if you're bringing a client to the table. They're busy. Uh, you've got their diary time. Uh, you're not going to go back to them and say, look, what I did was, wasn't quite right. I need, to, I need to retake that. So... I'd always weigh things up with um, making sure that you're going with someone that has done this and they've done it time and time again. Again, you know, as, as I said earlier, with you guys, uh, your ability to put people at ease, your, your ability to you know just make things go very seamlessly um, is is absolutely part of the proposition. Brilliant, and um, obviously, uh, COVID uh, is you know <laughs> I, I couldn't go through a podcast at the moment without mentioning it. Um, 
how's that affected your work? Uh, I think um, COVID, COVID, how's it affected that? I think from a marketing perspective, it, it has been tough because uh, we're a tight team um, from the, you know, the marketing team in, in Europe. And um, we naturally thrive off uh, the, the energy and, and being in a room together and throwing ideas together. Um, so, you know, doing that whiteboarding virtually just doesn't quite feel the same. We've made it work. Um, like like everyone at this particular moment in time, we, we've 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 absolutely made it work. Um, but it's just adapting, isn't it? It's just adapting um, and just carrying on. And it, and it helps if you you know if you've got a strong vision and you, you know what you're you're, you're working towards. Um, and you, you're regularly checking in with the team. And you keep that dialogue open. Th- th- those are the important things. Absolutely, I guess. And again, we, you know, I know we've worked with you, and we've kind of put together this shoot in a box where we can kind of send equipment out to your to your customers with guidance on on how to kind of film themselves in the most effective way. Again, how is how useful is that for you to have, um, you know, an agency that can kind of give you advice on that and keep things going even when when times are tough. Well, I, th- I think that your second point is absolutely vital. You know, you've got to keep things going. Uh, and th- th- this is what the marketing engine is about, especially when content is such a, a, key, a key percentage of what we do. Um, and also, it's not just about content. It's about, you know, absolutely great content and, and really compelling content. But, uh, you know, we're in the new world now. And, uh, you know, no one knows how long this is going to last for. So we've got to adapt and we've got to try, try and try new things and do things differently. So... Um, we're certainly, you know, working with yourselves in trying to do that virtual and, and trying to, to get a more sort of premium product than just doing a Zoom type interview and, and recording it. Um, you know, we'll, we'll, have an, we'll have a go at it and see where we can get to. So you talked about, you just said there, have a go and see how we get on. You know, tell me about, have you got any, anything that stands out for you where it, or you've tried that in the past and it's really not worked out for you? Oh, lots of things from marketing <laughs> Uh, I, I, yeah, this this is marketing. It's it's evolving at a rapid rate of knots, um, and you know part of part of the evolution and journey over the two years in Europe has been literally switching tactics off that don't work. I think the easiest thing from a marketing perspective is you've got such a broad array of of, of uh, tools, tactics um, that that you can that you can employ or go after, and if you're not careful, you don't end up doing anything particularly well because you spread so thinly. So in in Europe, in Marquesa, Europe, we have you know there's there's several things that we've tried that you just sit there and go, you're not getting the return on investment on that, or it's not making a big enough impact. Let's move on. Absolutely. And what about on the other side then, though? Is there any, what stands out to you as your biggest success at Marketa? The, the, the biggest success so far uh, for, for, for me personally at, at Marketa, you know, is what the, the first thing that stands out is just building a great team. Um, you know, w- without the team, the marketing's nothing. And I work with two outstanding individuals. Um, so that's, that's the first thing. And that, that's the platform for everything we do, really. Um, the, the second thing is, you know, I, th- I think we've done a great job in actually getting the brand out there, getting the brand known. Um, and I, I think that that comes down to innovative and interesting content. Um, you know, one of the things that I'm really passionate about is, is talking about our industry um, and talking about, you know, where our industry is going and what are the key drivers in that industry and, and not, not really talking too much about Marketa. You know, Marketa sits behind the scenes, um, enabling and empowering um, the innovators in the card space. Brilliant. Well, 
I mean, that leads me on to my next question then about the future. You know, what are your hopes for, for the next 12 months? You know, how do you think things are going to change at Marquetta and what your biggest challenge is going to be? I think this is this is the great unknown, isn't it? Um, I think as a marketer, it's, it's, it's usually challenging because you're trying to look at your budget and you want to yeah, break your, doubt, your budget down and understand where you're going to use your budget. And it's not easy because, uh, you know, this particular moment in time, you don't know whether, you know, Will we see conferences and events come back online in Q3, Q4? I don't know. Um, so I think that when I look ahead for the next 12 months, I, I think it's just about trying to do the best with the information we've got at hand and um, just carry on the innovative journey that we've gone, we've gone on so far. So, you know, carry on pushing interesting content, carry on exploring themes um, behind and within our industry. Um, so... Yeah, we'll see how we get on, Simon. Come back in 12 months and tell you. Yeah, it'll be interesting to find out what does happen over the next 12 months. And in that time, if you could do anything with video, uh, so money was no object, um, what would you what would you want to do and what would you want to make and what would you hope it would achieve? Oh, I, without a shadow of doubt, I, I'd probably do a, a really interesting documentary uh, about... Um, about our industry, how it's grown up, the key innovators, the key players, um, that sort of thing. Really delve into it in some detail. Um, I think it'd be a, a interesting content for the nerds. Uh, and even wider than that, I'd certainly watch it, uh, although I'm a bit of a nerd. Uh, but it's certainly content like that's something that we found been really successful obviously we you know we work a lot in financial services um and you know we've recently produced a lot of content around uh, responsible investing and climate change and gone on all that kind of documentary type feel and it's it's proven really successful it, at the end of the day people want stories i guess and it's easier uh, when you take that kind of format to um to make a story and i guess that i guess that's an important point that sometimes you can't force it we have to we have to think about the audience first what it is it what do they want to watch what do they want to talk about what are they excited by and then build content around that rather than necessarily thinking about us first and what we want to make that totally absolutely um i think your your audience should be absolutely everything you know you know, talking to your audience and, and trying to understand. And, and I suppose that's the difficult thing at this particular moment in time because we're all on the computer more than ever and just being able to to, to actually spend more time um, getting to know um, your customers and your partners um, is difficult um, when, when often the way to do that would be physical events or meeting them face-to-face. But you're right. Those are the foundations. But how do you how do you get stakeholder buy in for something like that? Because I would imagine stakeholders are keener to say, you know, here's our key messages. Let's make a film that lists our key messages rather than saying convincing a stakeholder it's better to make a film about your customer or about what your customer wants to hear and see. I think um, I don't think I'd have any problem to be honest getting buy in on 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 um, what we just discussed. Yeah, making a film about our industry because I think. Um, I, th- I think, you know, if that's what Marquette is about, really, is about connecting to the to, to our industry and about taking it forward uh, and moving it to the next the next sort of pl- place, really, um, and working with visionaries and innovators. So I, I think I, I don't think I get any problem getting getting the buy in. I think it's uh, finding the time to uh, to make it happen and, and possibly the budgets. 
Absolutely. I think you're one of the lucky ones you work with, are kind of, I guess. Um, do you still class yourselves as a startup? It's almost like a startup way of working and thinking, I suppose. Yeah, the company's still re- relatively young, uh, rel- relatively youthful. Um, it's certainly got that vibrance and the energy of, of a startup and, and, and the passion as well. Um, it'd be good to hear your thoughts around, um, because obviously you're, you're selling, you're a B2B organization and the content we're, we've been making for you is targeting other businesses. Do you, how do you feel about that? I mean, do, obviously the conversation I have to have with people a lot of the time is just because you're a B2B organization doesn't mean we should be making content any differently. You know, we're still up against the likes of Netflix and Amazon Prime when we're, we're trying to get people to watch our content. And so we treat our audience as consumers. Have you any thoughts on that? I, th- I think you're absolutely right in, in terms of mirroring that, that, that quality. I think the one thing that we've all seen uh, over the last sort of six, seven years is almost that cinema quality in terms of content now in the home. You know, you watch a Netflix series or, or what have you, and it's, you know, it's blockbuster stuff. Um, I think we got used to that. And, mm. um, and that, that doesn't help because actually um, from a marketing perspective, you, you sit there and you, you want to have, have quality that's on a par with some of this sort of stuff. Um, so, yeah, I, I think you're right. The consumer and the business expectations are, are morphing. Brilliant. Thank you. Well, thanks so much for joining me today. Um, it's been brilliant to have a, a quick chat with you uh, about all of this. Good luck for the next uh, 12 months. Hopefully uh, you have a good 12 months and stay healthy and we'll be able to catch up and see just, just what 2021 held for Marquetta. No, thank you very much, Simon. A huge thank you to Mark Cousins there from Marquetta for agreeing to join us. Thank you so much for listening to the On The Button podcast. It's brought to you by Big Button. Big Button is a strategic video agency. You can find out more about our work at bigbutton.tv. I hope you can join us next time.